listeners and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm just in it for the paycheck and also your host for today's festivity and in the den today is unfortunately the same crafty veterans, Mitch Brinkman versus Nathan Henninfant. Today our contestants will reveal and defend their top five public pet peeves. Say that six times fast. I want our contestants to dive deeper than usual today to pull out the deepest of their hatred for others. I want the cheese curds of disdain to rise to the top of the vat that is life. I want to see what irks you boys, no matter how small and petty. Speaking of petty, our first contestant always fights to have the credits roll alphabetically, so it's the man on top, Mitch Brinkman. How are you, sir? Hey, hey, yes. Um, I thank God for my last name because I always went early, to, you know, in things during grade school. It's always very nice, um, and uh, that made me feel important and gave me an elevated sense of self, uh, which hasn't come back to bite me at all at any point during my life. So it's been great so far. Thank you very much for having me. That's good to know. And his <laughs> challenger is a man who has literally always been on the verge of a burp. It's Nathan Hennenfin. How are you? <laughs> still, still waiting that one out. Yes, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. A miracle of science, you are. Also, <laughs> also, we know that you know that we blow so hard. That is, in fact, the only way to be blown to the moon. So help us blow even harder by heading over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestions and questions for the BizBear boys. And if you're new to the den, welcome. And let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber, Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five items I order on top of my drive through order to hold me over on the drive home. And for those... <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that have an investment in our investment, we have a no-hit Sherlock softball update for you in the seventh inning stretch just before the Fast Five. And finally, as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. Due to Nathan's very well-worded patent on the card of mystery, for legal reasons, I have to present today's house rule on a post-it of wonder. <laughs> Plus five points to whomever matches the public pet peeve that irks me the most. Oh, my god! So let's see if you guys hit it today. Mitch, you won the pre-show smash and grab and walked away with the most insulin, walkers, and wheelchairs. So you, my friend, shall go first. Thank you very much. My number five, uh, it's a simple Simpsons reference. Everyone knows someone like this. It is the adult Nelson. <laughs> And um, I was really expecting people to like be like, God, I hate these guys. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, I, they're the worst. I think we, it, this one needs a little bit more of a description before we have an sure, opinion. Sure, sure. Um, if you don't hate the adult Nelson, you are the adult Nelson probably. Before I start here. But this is someone who – this is a tough boy. You know, this is a tough boy when they were younger, probably experienced some trauma in the home. Therefore, they acted out uh, in being a bully or a real jerk at school, uh, and they are still a bully and a jerk in their adult life, and they still think they are just the toughest, you know, character on the block. And I ran into one of these when I was playing hoops um, at Hamlin Park recently. Uh, these two young gentlemen asked to join our game, and immediately I could tell this – the one guy, he's like, you know, 6'3", 240 just like just like a brick shit house of a of a dude <laughs> just needing to prove something with these two you know guys in their early 30s who are just clearly just like enjoying themselves 
And this kid was, he, he threw a shoulder into me, like, like a football block into my ribs. And I immediately told him, put on the dad voice and said, uh, young man, we're not here to injure ourselves. We're here to play some basketball. So I don't want to see any more of that. Wow. You're so cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't care about how cool I am because this guy wanted to be cool enough for all of us put together. And he immediately started making, um, uh, excuses. Uh, he immediately said, well, then you shouldn't have uh, hit me in my chin on my first layup. Obviously did not happen. Uh, it was complete uh, fabrication out of thin air. I just want to make that very clear. I did not. Was not <laughs> yeah, aggressive zero chance. Into this. No, that's right. Zero that's chance. Good. Zero chance. And it did not happen. <laughs> and then, so then he, but but then he kept like, he kept like throwing hips and just like trying, just like trying to like give you an elbow. And then it culminated in my favorite part, which, you know, uh, soon to be proved apocryphal trash talk is my favorite. Like you talk trash after you've done something, but when you're taking a three pointer and I'm guarding you and then you whisper like, got you and then take the three and then miss it terribly. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I've won that matchup. That's a matchup W for me. And this guy did that to me. He whispered, gotcha. And then missed the shot. And then he whispered a similar thing to my friend, David. He's like, Ooh, here I go. And then missed the shot again. Um, And so, here I, <laughs> Here I yep. go. Here I go. Here I go. All right. Go, go, I, go, go, gadget jump yeah, now, shot. <laughs> now, now, you've got, now you've lit a fire under me. Now you've lit a fire yeah, under right. me. Here right. I go. Yep. Who is the fuck? Yep. He, now, now, look, I many, many years ago, I used to kick some ass on the basketball court. And I, yep. I thought of a lot of things that I fantasized still about could. saying. You still could. Well, not as much. But <laughs> <laughs> I... So many things I wanted to say, and then I was like, "Oh, that would have just been delicious." But not once was it ever. Here I go. <laughs> what is that? That's not trash talk. He had uh, he had attempted to cross do a crossover on David, and then thought like, "Up oh, here I go. Like this is me again, just pulling out all my all my good tricks here." And then he pulled up for a jump shot and and clanged it uh pretty pretty well. So yeah, the adult Nelson, very annoying. Uh. uh too much to prove. And then when we left, of course, we're like, hey, guys, we've been playing for an hour. It's been good playing with you. Take it easy. The guy just turns his back and doesn't say, like, good game, doesn't give you a, a, a knuckle bump, nothing like that. So these these young gentlemen out here still trying to prove something, like, like, like they're harder than steel, leave it at home. You know, just have a fist fight with your dad and learn those lessons. <laughs> uh, don't bring it to the, to the public park. So that's my number five. I, well, I, I, I hate this guy. I, I hate do him. too. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna have to get in the gym. I'm gonna be doing two a days just so you and I can go find this guy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna here I go all over this motherfucker. Uh, no, <laughs> you guys are gonna double team him, and here we go is what's gonna happen. <laughs> yep. Have you ever met an adult uh, Nelson in the workplace? Um, not I, like I not have. trying to be tough on the court, but like thinks they're hot shit in a cubicle job you're like what are you doing i remember uh, i had an intern once who told me like i'm like an artist you know so i feel like that i can do this this and this and this because and i'm like oh no 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 don't (laughs) don't don't (laughs) that's just that's somebody who hasn't had their heart shit on yet by the real world i i don't know if that's that's a nelson i can't and i like to be the person who does that in those (laughs) situations (laughs) You piece of shit. You know nothing. The world well, sucks. Get out well, of my office. Brian, speaking of speaking of the Simpsons, you and I went to see the uh the Mr. Oh. Burns play that um Yes. It was it's a post-apocalyptic Simpsons. It was an awesome awesome play. Um listeners can look it up at their own leisure. But Brian and I were there. It was at a theater in Lincoln Park in in Chicago. And so there were a ton of like we were like 30 and the the DePaul students like freshman DePaul students were there and we all used to be freshman DePaul students but they were all theater students and they were just like just over the moon about theater and it was it made me so sad because it was that wild-eyed optimism that you have when you first start out as a freshman theater or art student anything and Brian and I just looked at each other and said oh boy Oh, the amount of disappointment that is awaiting them. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one of them was going to win seven Tonys and four Oscars. So, uh, sorry, folks. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot top anything sadder than that. So, Nathan, your number five, please. (laughs) All right. My number five. Now, there's a caveat to this. The first part's being bad is bad enough. 
but it's being late with a cup of coffee in your hand. Okay, well now wait a minute. You're, this is <laughs> this is shots fired a little bit here. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You weren't going to be late because you didn't need the cup of coffee. So there's two scenarios at play here. The the first one, I'm actually giving you the benefit of the doubt. You're already late. So you're like, ah, well, fuck it, I'm late, so I might as well be even later in the form of how much time it takes to get a cup of coffee, so you do that. And then, uh, you know, it's like, are the people who are waiting for you not going to be getting exponentially more and more angry about it as the minutes roll by? And then the second scenario is you are late the exact amount of time it took to get that cup of coffee, which means you knew it was going to make you late. That's either unbridled self-importance or you're one of those people who is delusional enough to say, oh, I need my cup of coffee before I get started in the morning. And that is total bullshit. Number one, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life and I've gotten started at least half a dozen times a year. So it can be done. <laughs> and no one, no one needs their chemical of choice before you get to work. Like, don't you think I would like a shot of whiskey before I have to deal with annoying customer on the phone? <laughs> Wouldn't I rather shoot up some black tar heroin before a three-hour meeting? Of course I would, but I don't because I'm a decent human being. Time is a finite resource. It's the most valuable commodity I have, and I respect when other people give me time, except for all those times that I've been late, and I sincerely apologize for those. <laughs> I, I've been guilty of both sides of this fence. Like, I have done the first scenario you said where it's like, fuck it, I'm going to be wait late anyway. I might as well get the thing I like that will make my day a little bit better. But then I've also been on the flip side where I'm like, no, I can't do that because I promised to be here at a certain time. So I'm going to skip that. Now, as as a coffee drinker, though, if I see a fellow coffee drinker who has showed up late, the brand of cup they are holding tells me how much they care about the day. If they are holding Starbucks, that means they said, fuck you. I'm getting whatever I want and I'm waiting in the longest line possible because I need what I need. Now, if it was Dunkin' or McDonald's, I would let them slip a little bit. Be like, all right, they suffered. They got the shit fast one because they just needed something to get there. So uh, I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one. Mitch, what do you feel? Well, I think that, yeah, um, I'm the kind of person where, like, if if I'm going to go meet Nathan, Nathan knows I'm a coffee drinker. And anyone who has worked with me for even, like, five hours, even if it was, like, fourth day work, they know I love coffee. I've talked about it. Um, I, I've talked about its, its health benefits probably. Um, I probably brought over a, a coffee in a nice mug, like a funny mug, you know, I mean, like, you know, I showed it to them probably. So they know they're not going to get what Mitchell gives unless old Mitchie boy uh, ain't cranking on the coffee. So I know that I can't give what I can give without my hot java. So, you know, w whatever it is that X factor I'm bringing to that group, coffee powers it. So if I found out on the coffee, I'm not bringing that. And Nathan's calling Nathan's calling that dependence on chemical a bunch of bullshit. What do you have to say to that? I think that whatever, uh, if it's legal, it, it, whatever it takes for you to get there <laughs> and get it and and get it out of yourself and and get it on, uh, get it all over, you know, the people you're working with, then then that then that's legal and that's good. all right. Next so, next positive. fifteen UBK production meetings, I'm going to be an hour and forty five minutes late and high as a motherfucking <laughs> kite when I get there <laughs> because that fits all of your parameters. Well, and and, and and that's okay because then we can just skip by the first hour of Chicago Bulls chat you know at the beginning of every meeting so um <laughs> but, but if i don't but if i don't get there Silence. an hour and 45 in that's what it's gonna start and i assume it's gonna be a lot more drawn out and repetitive sure. than it even normally is and i'm gonna be later than both of you so i don't hear about I have to hear about a damn fucking dog or a basketball game jesus christ i'm gonna come up half hour late you Fuckers. Oh, See, Brian, this, this philosophy you're, you're is the me. crumbling of our business. Yep. This is yeah, because we, we can't stand each other's hobbies. <laughs> I'm not going to be late. No, you're not going to be late. I'm going to be late. No, I'm going to be later. Fuck you. <laughs> no one will show up. <laughs> no one will show. Oh, man. To keep this train rolling, I'm going to score out uh, this number five. Uh, yep. Mitch, you're getting uh, three points for the adult Nelson. Thank you. And uh, Nathan... I'm a coffee drinker. I can only give you two points for it, even though I understand your frustration. It totally makes sense. You're not playing to the host, though. So, <laughs> back to Mitch, I need to hear your number four public pet peeve. 
My number four public pet peeve is what I call the robot walker. These are owners who've successfully killed the spirit of their pup and pretend like other dogs aren't there, even though it's pretty clear that their dog wants to stop and say hello and sniff some ass and maybe right. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, belly. it's yes. a dog one minus one continue. <laughs> hold on there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh and and if those dog if those robot walkers would have let their poochie poo stop and sniff, they discover the benefits of Brinker Dew's all natural dog biscuits. Made oh, from pumpkin, sweet potatoes, oh and green beans. <laughs> no folks, this ain't your grandma's Thanksgiving spread. This is everyday nutrition f- for your four-legged love pup straight from the fine guy at Brinker Dew's all natural dog biscuits. Brinker Dews with two O's. One for your dog's reaction to the great taste and one for the second when you sneak a nibble. Brinker Dews all natural dog biscuits. You can eat them but let's be honest, your dog deserves them. Uh, so that, that's my number four. Let your pup play because I've got some delicious treats waiting in my pocket to share uh, with your furry friend. I hate you so Thank much. You. <laughs> oh my god. So is it just is it just the 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 dog biscuit plug or or do you actually have some real beef with the uh, the robot walking the not letting the dog express themselves that that really just digs at you as a dog owner? I I I hate watching a dog's eyes look over at my dog and my dog is sitting patiently ready to play butt wagging tail going and you can see that dog look at him and go oh no I I want to I want to. But this human has drove out every last desire of mine to be a playful pup. And then the owner also, you know, it's Lakeview owners. Normally, you know, uh, perhaps they'd probably be a bit more uptight, you'd probably guess. But they don't even look at you. Like, there's not even the polite nod and, like, the half smile where you don't show your teeth. None of that. They just walk by, like, I have to exercise my dog for 22 minutes a day or else, you know. I'll have to hear them bark once, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> Where you're like, let the dogs be dogs, you know. Um, so I, I just, it always makes me sad because my dog loves to play, and I, and I love to play with my dog, uh, Waldo. Uh, he's, he's a beautiful, beautiful boy, and he's, he's the number one uh, puppy in the whole world. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. I love how some of the, the, like, this wouldn't have been a problem like a year ago for you. This is not even a thing that would have registered. And now it's made a top five list of things that have annoyed you your entire life. You know what? Uh, it, it, it What it is is that it's most annoying because I feel uh, sh- shunned, but also my dog is shunned. And also I feel bad for the dog that no longer has the spirit of a canine, you know, wild and free and ready to, to pounce, you know. So there's Whoa. there's a one that makes me even more angry than this, which is people who go on really long runs with their dog running next to them. Your dog cannot tell you if he's tired or she's tired. Your dog cannot speak. Like you, you know. Then like they have, uh, you know, some businesses in the city in the summer will have like a, a dog water bowl out there, like complimentary water for your dog. And then you see yep. somebody running, and then their dog goes over and just dives into that thing and drinks like a <laughs> gallon of water. Like, yep. How would how do you feel physically after you run so far that you have to just stick your head in a trough of water because you were that exhausted and dehydrated. Like that's what these people are doing to their dogs. And I, I mean, does it make them feel better somehow? I, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's abuse is what it is. It's abuse. I, and if I, I was a it. contestant on today's show, one of my pet peeves would have been these fucking dog bowls. You know how many times I've stepped on them leaving an establishment because it's just there because you can't bring water for your own dog and I got to step on this thing. I got a size 15 foot. I can't be looking at the ground all the time. I mean, I, I, come on. Ugh. Wow. Nathan, you're number four. Wow. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four is holding up traffic for the perfect parking spot. Oh. 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 Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. go around. We've, we've all seen it like... The worst street here in Chicago, and every city has one, like Milwaukee Avenue, which is one of the diagonal oh. streets, oh, yeah. and single single lane, uh, a, a main thoroughfare, traffic is moving at a snail's pace, and then somebody in front of you puts on the, the blinker, and they're trying to reverse in, and it's going to take them... 10 to 15 minutes to do this and then traffic just piles up and piles up and piles up behind them. But this is just the perfect spot for that uh, little boutique uh, uh, fuck I, I couldn't think of the joke that I wrote earlier. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> insert hilarious hipster establishment here um that place they couldn't like but it's so close to that place so i'm gonna park here and everybody else is gonna be inconvenienced and and th- this one has a lot of distant cousins um people who like will like realize that oh i need to make a left turn here when i'm i'm in the right turn lane and so i'm gonna cut across three lanes of traffic in about a 20 meter space and like you couldn't just make a right turn go around the block save you five minutes but you're running late because you had to get that latte so now you've got to cut across everything here or or also my my absolute least favorite one is um you're, you're coming out of like a shopping center or something in a real busy area and you're coming out onto like a four lane road and Mm -hmm. you have your turn signal on to the right like you're gonna make a right turn and just kind of merge in with traffic and then somebody graciously usually myself lets you in and then and then you pull the old switcheroo and you turn the turning (laughs) signal off and then you sneak across the second lane of traffic and so now you're blocking two lanes of traffic because you're gonna make the left turn but you can't get through because the traffic has to move so the light changes and so now you can see if people are coming from on the right in the road you're trying to get into and of course they are because it's a busy place and then when does it finally stop when the light changes again (laughs) so then you get in and then everybody moves 10 feet forward after like a three minute ordeal because you blocked off the entire this oh i i this should be there you know, I got I got a $35 ticket for going like 6 miles over the speed limit on one of the on Cicero Avenue the other day. Why are these cameras that the city of Chicago <laughs> is using my tax dollars to buy not cutting sh- shutting down these people who are cutting across three lanes of traffic to make a left turn? These people need to be punished. Their dollars for those tickets should be going back in to fund the schools and the potholes and the <laughs> All those speed cameras are in school zones because so they just don't want you to speed through and kill kids. You you monster! My God, this was, there was no school near near where oh, this happened. Okay, okay. <laughs> there was sure. no school. There was sure. no school. Prove it. There was no school. I was I was near a I was near a Ross dress for less. Is exactly where it was. Okay, <laughs> and you found the most perfect parking spot, didn't you? <laughs> you had to get your deals. Okay, but the, this, this is the thing about people who stop to, to, to do, the, do the, the parallel parking. The people that just assume, like, I need to let every car behind me go around me first, then I'll be confident enough to park. If you do that, you have to stop, and then you just got to go right away. Like, because if you just go, people will go around you. Sitting there and waiting for every car to go around you just compounds the problem. Where if it you does. just parked right away and you didn't have fucking parking shyness or, or lack of parking confidence, which that should be a course. People need to teach people how to fucking parallel park because there's a system, and if you follow it, it takes you one shot, okay? Daryl Brinkman taught me it. I can teach it to anyone who wants to know. Mitch Brinkman, driving instructor, is here. There's a system, okay? Shout me on social meds. I'll, I'll, I'll get you there. You can park in 15 seconds or less. Anybody who needs to pay for this system can go to the Brinker Dues Dog Treats website, <laughs> scroll down to the bottom for a see more site map, and there'll be an unlisted YouTube video for there to watch it if you, if you yes. can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with Nathan on this one. I really do. There's, traffic really bums me out a lot. and I am not an anxious person, uh, but I will become super anxious if I need to parallel park during rush hour. So guess what? I just avoid the situation and don't park there. I will go around the block and I will find something else. It is not worth holding up traffic for. Um, so that was both of your number fours. Yep. Uh, Mitch, yours is about a dog. So one point, Nathan, I agree with you. Three points. Congratulations. Moving were, on to were you number even three. Listening? Did you even listen to the all natural ingredients that are in Brinker Dew's all natural dog but biscuits? You led, you led with how it affects you, not the actual dog that you're sad about. It was, man, people aren't getting my treats. Shame on them. That's why you're getting one point. You wow. weirdo. Okay. Number threes. Okay. All right, back to you, Mitch. We'll we'll stick with you. See if you can save yourself with this number three. Yeah. So my my number three is one that happens in my in my local grocer all the time, and that is the rubber necked door stopper. These are folks oh, who check oh, their yeah. phone on their way into the grocery store or on their way out after parking their cart, but not removing the bags yet from the cart. And now my local jewel, 
uh, the the cart stanchion area is not very large. So if there's more than one person yeah. parking or maneuvering a cart, it's crowded. But guess what? Whatever home design account that has just been copying Joanna Gaines for the past five years or whatever text from your lumpy husband who now realizes he prefers Snyder's over rolled gold, the cart stanchion <laughs> is not the place to fucking dawdle, okay? Oh. Or maybe, maybe there's a ding dong. You know, that you're socially friendly, but emotionally distant from is texting you about the DJ playing at Neon Ninja Lounge tonight. But I promise you, they'll still meet up later with you and your crew as you all rarely make eye contact and slug vodka sodas, even if you text them back in eight minutes when you're home and not standing in my way, (laughs) preventing me from getting a cart. Because the truth is, my list is structured and ready to be knocked out in the grocery store in less than 15 minutes. And I've been patiently standing here staring at you for the past 12 seconds. I shit you not that happened once. I counted. And no... I'm not angry. I just naturally have that Leo DiCaprio look in my brow. But I tell you what, Prince Ding Dong, I'm getting there now. Okay? On delay, muchacho. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. That's my number three. Thank you very much. It is is amazing how people don't understand how doors work. That if it's a door in public, just because you have successfully walked from one side of the door to the other, (laughs) it's not, this is no time for celebration. Other people are, this is a public thoroughfare. You got to keep moving. These are the same people that uh, do not assume the responsibility when you are first in a left turn lane to pay attention to the green arrow and wait too long. This is also the same person walking down a busy city street that makes an immediate about face because they're going the wrong way, not realizing there's a line of people walking behind them. Mm -hmm. I... I, you're, my blood's boiling with this. Right. This is right. rubber neck door stopper. Yeah. I cannot, oh, the people would block the entire aisle in, uh, with their grocery cart because they decided to take their entire family with them to go pick out granola bars. Oh, and now they're standing five wide in yeah. this aisle where sick people are trying to get through or they leave yeah. their cart on one side and then stand on the other side to look at an item. So they're literally blocking the whole damn aisle. Oh God! We might lose you Brian are. before this episode's over. He might just—I'm getting away. so red, you guys. You we might no catch idea. his death on mic. Uh, <laughs> God, that's how I always wanted to go I, the, out. The, the, these people too, if they're just standing there, I will, I will, I will calmly but loudly say, "Excuse me, I'd like to enter," or "Excuse me," and then they turn and then and then they put their hands up like 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 they're you know like oh I haven't done anything, or they like cower like they're afraid of you. And you're like. No, you're not the one paying attention. You're just sitting here with your ass or your dick or whatever is in your hand, and you're doing <laughs> nothing with it. All right, get out of the way, uh, and let me go. F- let me go get my pumpkin and my sweet potato and my oats because I got treats to make, buddy. All right. So. <laughs> you had me for a second there until you started doing the, the going down the shit road, but. <laughs> I do like the idea that we now have another t-shirt we have to make. Uh, excuse me, I'd like to enter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just so proper. But, but, Man, but, but also what, what's very important about that t-shirt is context. You know, you can't wear it out at night. That's that's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> I pictured it being in front of a grocery store. Yes, I don't know what yes. you're thinking. Get <laughs> okay. your mind out of the gutter. All right. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, that's on to Nathan for your number three. What do you have? Well, very jumping right off of this very similar behavior as slow walking on the sidewalk, particularly in large groups. Oh, it's, it's just we've we've basically just moved the same person that we can assume has left the grocery store and is now on the sidewalk and is engaging in this. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. I mean, it, you're out in a public space. You're obviously trying to get somewhere. Why should the rest of the populace's urgency to get to their destination be a- exactly equal to your urgency at all times? Like, what are the odds yeah. that that happens? This is there's no self-awareness. And, and don't take up the whole sidewalk. People who walk seven abreast, groups of people taking up the entire sidewalk, like, and then and then you you see people come up behind them, and be like, "Excuse me," and so then they break formation and let them around, and then they go back to taking up the whole sidewalk, <laughs> as it doesn't register that that's going to happen again for as long as they are walking on the sidewalk and walking like it. It, it would be better if they were going fast, because like you go fast and then you're like, "Oh, we're gonna bump into people. We've got to, you know." We've got to go single, single file like sand people to hide our numbers. And it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Also, just throwing this out there as well. 
stand on the right side of the escalator, walk on the left. Everybody else is doing it. How can you not figure out this system? It's been in place since the invention of the escalator. Yep. Um, yeah, and I, I want to go back just to just to touch on Mitch's thing one more time. There's, there was mm-hmm. one instance I remember at Six Flags in 2010. <laughs> Mitch and myself and our then girlfriends and our friend Steve were there for Steve's birthday. And I was in line at a pizza thing and this total Karen, but they weren't even called Karens at the time. This is how long ago it was. She was just taking forever, just standing in line and waiting and waiting. She was just taking forever because everything had to be perfect. And then I finally saw her pick up the pizzas that she was going to carry. And then her phone started like making a noise. And then she turned back to the counter and set the pizzas down again (laughs) and looked at her phone before she got the fuck out of the. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then then there's the other one of my favorites is when when you're in your car. And somebody has decided that they're going to slowly walk across the uh, when when the the sign has changed and they're no longer like allowed to walk, and then you make eye contact with them, and so there's no way to get out of it, and they're like, they they look at you and they acknowledge you, they give you the little like half wave with the right hand, and then they do that very very special walk where it's. It, they want to make it look like they're running, like like oh I've got to go fast here, but actually yep. like the the. The mimicking of a run, but while still walking, actually makes them go slower. It's, it's almost more majestic than Michael Jackson's moonwalk and the way that it defies physics. But that grinds my gears. And then one last thing. <laughs> the most Midwestern moment of my entire life. It was a yep. cold, snowy day on Hubbard Street in River North in Chicago. Very busy street. I was on the sidewalk and somebody hit me with their bicycle, like brushed me as they're walking. And I instinctively went, oh, sorry, after somebody on the bicycle <laughs> on the street hit me. All right. I, I, I got I to go calm down. You should absolutely not apologize. People who ride bikes should just get cars. We all know that. You ride a bike. I hate you. That's coming from a car person. Hold on. Hold on there. Hold on. No, 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 no. You don't get to speak. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't get to speak. I don't get to speak. You don't get to defend bike. That's for another list. But don't worry. You're both getting three points for this round because my blood is (laughs) at least at 212 right now. It it is roiling. All right. Let's go on. We we did. We did good. We did good. Uh, Mitch, uh, on to your number two, please. Yeah, um, this one I'm calling uh, Choosing the Wrong Movie Guy. Uh, these these get my goat harder than any others. And this is like, I mean, specifically, when your friend publicly goes on a podcast and says one of their top three favorite films of 1999 is Star Wars Phantom Menace, which is just <laughs> a giant piece of hot, hot fucking rotting... Uh, garbage, but like garbage that ate a pile of shit and then shit out more garbage shit, and then that's what it is. When in actuality, he should have said, "Oh, maybe the talented Miss Ripley or Fight Club or Baby Geniuses," but really, <laughs> <laughs> the boats and the jazz and the water and the great glasses of the talented Miss Ripley were just breathtaking. You can also point to the wardrobe of the talented Miss Ripley, the locations of shooting, the work put in to take advantage of the perfect light in the talented Miss Ripley, scene after scene, so much so that maybe the cinematographer was the real MVP of the talented Miss Ripley. Okay, the hair in the talented Miss Ripley was also exquisite. The middle parts, Matt Damon, thank you, you're blessed. The lush curls of Jude and Gwyneth, the scooter rides, the turtleneck worn by Mr. Damon. My God, the turtleneck in the talented Mr. Ripley alone was better than the giant, disgusting, uh, stinking pile of vomit and shit baby sandwich that is the Phantom <laughs> Menace. And did I mention the smart eyewear of the talented Mr. Ripley yet? Okay, there's the intrigues, the almost cots, the duplicity of the talented Mr. Ripley, the sun-soaked beaches, the sun-soaked villas, the sun-soaked understated luxury of the talented Mr. Ripley was so much better than the Phantom Menace. It... 
it it makes my my whole body feel like it's on fire. <laughs> worse than the time I jumped into a pile of shit that was all on fire. This is worse than that. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman from the talented Mr. Ripley as a guy named Freddy. The architecture, the cigarettes, the blousy dress shirts tucked into slacks as you overlook the Mediterranean in the talented Mr. Ripley. How the fuck did you not choose the talented Mr. Ripley? <laughs> Over you, the you Phantom will, Menace. You'll remember I did not say it was my favorite. Woo. I, I Woo. never said it was my favorite and in fact just talked about how bad it was. Admittedly, not as eloquently as you just did. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's it. That's my number two. I lay it at your feet respectfully. Um, enjoy. Also, I would have gone with Cider House Rules. As oh, shit! Oh, that is my God. <laughs> Toby Maguire is a fucking second-rate piece of trash, fucking fake pleather compared to Mr. Matt Damon, okay? Toby Maguire is so goddamn lucky someone made the giant mistake of casting him as Spider-Man because he should go back to whatever car den he was born in and car den he was raised in because that's where he should stay in the dark of a poker game. Okay. Well done. Well done. No, no further questions. <laughs> I had no idea you were so passionate about the talented Mr. Ripley. It's an amazing film. It's beautiful. It's luxurious. It makes you want to go and trick people overseas. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> I guess I'll have to see it one day. All right, Nathan. Nathan, you're number two. You. <laughs> I have never seen the talented Mr. Ripley. Sorry. I might die before you on this podcast, Brian. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. All right, Nathan, you're number two. Go while Mitch calms down. My number two is you go to the elevator, you push the elevator button. The elevator button has been pushed and it is lit up, indicating that it has been pushed. And then some random bozo comes up, waits for 10 seconds, looks at his watch, and then pushes the elevator button as if you somehow did it wrong. Jesus Christ. I obviously pushed the goddamn button. You don't have some magic Fonz-like quality. Like, you don't go hitting jukeboxes and they start playing your crush's favorite song in 1957. And you don't get the elevator to come faster after you pushed it as opposed to when I do. This is the, this is the most simplistic example, but the, the, another one is like, it, this can work with almost any mechanism. It's like, oh, hey, hey, the... Uh, the lawnmower won't start. Oh, well, did, did you did you did you pull the ignition cord? Yes, of course I fucking <laughs> pulled the fucking ignition cord, you idiot. How else would I have come to the conclusion that it won't start? And then you know what they do? They pull the goddamn cord because yeah. they don't even believe you. They think that you are lying about pulling a cord or flipping a switch or plugging something in. Like, well, was it plugged in? Yes. So then they unplug it and then they plug it back in. Just Jesus Christ, you can't, you, you don't just have magical powers to make things work better because you, you want them to. But yeah, the, the elevator one is, it's just the stupidest, fucking, most <laughs> passive aggressive. Uh, next time I, I oh, I, it, uh, I might be violent the next time this happens. Mm. <laughs> you know what I do after that is I don't touch any more buttons. I give orders. We're in there. Can you press five, please? I know I'm standing right next to it, but you come press five. Well, Thank they, are, you. they are apparently the special button presser. Could you? Exactly. I'm going Anyone to five. Need the mezzanine. Yes, I, I, I would push it myself, but I'm afraid it won't work. Will you please push floor five for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, can you tickle it before you press it? Yes. Yeah. I mean. I mean, Mitch, do you have anything to say here? I have I have no comments. No, I mean, yeah, this is, uh, it, it's as if people think there's like a central, um, uh, like, aggregator of, of button presses somewhere in the system where like, ooh, floor one has five button presses in the last minute, but floor four has 12 button presses. We're going to floor four first, and they just, maybe they think that's what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, the whole elevator thing, I love, oh, man, I, I love trying to draw out the, the, the most, terrified or awkward behavior out of people at Brian alluded to. I loved at DePaul. I loved 
turning around if we're getting and say, anyone need the mezzanine? And then try and make eye contact with people. <laughs> and of course, everyone's like, as if hurt. anybody from the lobby needed to go <laughs> half a floor up. <laughs> hey, and it wasn't even a full staircase. Well, no one's in a wheelchair. You don't need the mezzanine. The one time, oh. one time that someone actually said, oh, yes. I said to the kid, I said, well, next time maybe you should walk after I press the button because it is one, then, one flight up. And then and then he rolled himself out in his wheelchair. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I, oh, I, I actually God. look down when I walk places, unlike Brian. So, um, yeah. But. Well, no water bowls all over the <laughs> lobby of DePaul, is there? No. Okay. Interesting. All right, Mitch, you're number one. Wrap us on up here. Okay. What you got? My number one um, is the vague cure. Are they in line? Oh, they no. sure as shit aren't close oh, enough. Oh, boy, here God. we go. Uh, th- this is, I-, I think more places could benefit from very specific signs that say, this is where the line starts. And like maybe put a little rope and stanchion thing so people know exactly where to go. Because, you know, everyone is kind of like, oh, I'm still deciding. Or, oh, no, I need to I need to text uh, Dustin about, um, you know, uh, what concert we're going to go see in three weeks. You know, but I need to do it right now. But I need to stand about 12 feet away from the, the counter but give you no indication physically or with my eyes to say, please go ahead. So you ask if they are, but they don't respond because, again, they're looking at their phone not. or maybe – they're 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 like maybe pay attention or they're sorry uh they they they're afraid to respond i know there are a lot of people like that in public who when they're looking at their phone or looking down or looking up they just pretend like they can't hear people which is also one of my least favorite things but then also i'll just be like hey hi i'll get in front of like are you in line and then they'll go huh huh no no i'm not like as if they've stolen something i'm like good that's simple information i now have and i can step forward because i know what the fuck i want and (laughs) <laughs> the worst is Starbucks, I think. And of course you have the families where like if, if the mom and dad aren't assertive enough to like tell their children to stand in a crowd or if they're not getting orders and moving up. Um, but then also you get some of those people every now and again where they're just standing there doing nothing. They're lollygagging. So I step up. I know what I want. I order. And then they look offended as if I've cut in line when I'm like, you weren't even in line. Uh, guy with the with the green hat and the dumb sandals. Like, I'm sorry, buddy, but I'm I'm stepping forward, and I'm getting I'm getting my chicken sandwich here, and so this this whole ambiguity is also is awful for the Midwest because everyone will just stand there and say nothing, and then if uh-huh. if you're the one that especially Minnesota, if you're the one that's like I'm taking charge here, then people like get all like huh, huh. and so everything takes three times as long as it should when. All we want to do is just order our shitty fast food and go, you know, hog it down in the corner in a booth and get out of here and get back on the road. But also, this manifests itself in one of my least favorite um, behaviors as well at the airport when you're waiting in the um, check baggage line, and there are like, you know, there are eight people taking uh, customers. And they're they're clearly lit up. You can see when no one is is still there getting service. They're wide open. You can just walk up. Next one's available. You just walk up and people stand there and they stand there and they stand there. Maybe they look at their phone and they stand there and then after like, hey, that person right over there who's 10 feet to your right, they're wide open. You can go. And they go, huh, what? Again, they, uh, they're they for, huh, what? And then they look and they're like, oh, I don't know. They look back at you and then you say, no, no, you can go. Go. And then they look go. at the person and then the person's like, yes, please approach like don't make me say approach to every single goddamn mouth breather in this place and then they and then they go you know this just like oh it it, again we're trying to get through the airport let's make this efficient let's move quickly people um it's oh it just it that rattles my bones and then so i'm when i'm when they're ready i'm open i'm sprinting to that person i have my my bag ready to go i have my id out i'm not digging for shit Let's get this motherfucker going. Okay, done. Thank you. I had something similar. I had a, not a vague cure, but I had an airport situation recently where you're getting your bag from uh, the baggage claim at your location that you've just arrived at. Everyone stands like a good five, six feet away from the belt. Everyone kind of just congregates there. No problem. Mm -hmm. But there was one guy, the only guy not wearing a mask in the entire area by the baggage claim, starts yelling, 
Why doesn't everyone just stand so close to the baggage claim so no one can see where their bag is? And I'm like, you just look at the shoot, dude. You can see what color bag's coming out. He just announced this to the world. Not, he didn't even have a chin diaper of a mask on. He had no mask in sight and neither did his wife or kid. And Ooh. I was like, first of all, I don't know what, this has nothing to do with your number one. It just pissed me off and I felt like I had to say it. <laughs> so that came out. <laughs> but uh, on top of the uh, uh, the vag cure, I feel like if you're going in line at a chain restaurant, uh-huh. you should know what you're ordering without having to look at a menu. And two, you need to have a B and a C ready to go in your head mm-hmm. because fast food chains are always out of things. Yeah. If you go up and your favorite thing is out and you don't have something else in your head ready to say right away and you have to think and stare at the menu for five minutes, I'm going to stab you in the back. <laughs> okay. Just move along. Get to the back of the line if you have to and wait again because I know what I want. And if they don't have that, guess what? I've been here before. I know what else they have. Mm -hmm. So, oh, Mitch, I agree. How how about this one? When uh, somebody in front of you makes their order and then the order is complete and then the cashier says, okay, that'll be $15.97. And then they go to their wallet or their purse as if it was some sort of a surprise that they would need their credit card at this point. This is this is horrible. This is these are more people that need to have their eyeballs removed, plucked and stepped on while they're waiting in line. Like I can't no. You should know and it's women with purses. It's always purses. You never know. How do you not know where the money is all the time? This is why wallets exist. You don't need to be taking, you don't need to leave the house with this treasure trove of things that has nothing to do with the transaction that is about to occur. (laughs) Have a separate container that holds your money. (laughs) This is not that hard. Nathan, you're number one. This episode has got to be so worked up. I, I literally found myself not like I, w- I was like, oh, shit, I, I didn't hear like two or three sentences Mitch said because I was thinking about <laughs> an instance 10 years ago at a pub in London where I had an argument with a guy about where we were in line. I was just, just I was playing this scenario from 10 years ago over. It's like, oh, I really should have said this. Down. I would have shown him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, my number one. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But be, 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 before you go, I have I have a Q story that happened in Minnesota very recently. It's short, but it's the most aggravating thing. Brian, hold hold your horse. I'm very sorry, Nathan, but Brian, I was on a bike when this happened, so I do apologize before this starts. But I was on a bike. I'm coming to a three way stop sign. One of the approaches is off of a very steep hill, so that person should know there are people waiting behind me. I should probably get ready to go at this stop sign. Right, you stop. You, you check, you know, you go in order. I'm still about 20 yards from the stop sign. This person is is waiting for another person to go uh, at the other stop sign. No one's moving. I'm still approaching the intersection. No one has moved yet. 20 yards of bite. So it's like four or five seconds. No one has moved yet. I stop at the stop sign. This person looks at me, does nothing. I, I wave them on. I said, go. They look at the other car. They do, They do not go. They look back at me. They wave me on. And I was like, I'm on a bike. It's going to take me the longest to get going again. I'm like, you were here first. You go. They look back at the other person. That person waves them on. They don't go yet. They look at me. I wave them on again. Then the person on the far right who's been waiting, they're like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go. They start going just as this person also starts going a little bit. They both don't even cross over the crosswalks before they both stop. As if a huge crash was about to begin. Oh, God. This person puts up their hands going like, sorry, oh, sorry. And I, and I I literally yelled that I point at him. I, I point three times in a row with my index finger and then give him like the giant like like coming home during a race. Like, landing, landing the plane. Like, landing the, the plane. Yeah, like, the third base coach. Come yeah, on. Come on, the buddy. third base coach. <laughs> fucking drive your car. This this person finally goes through the intersection and they the whole time their shoulders are sh- are shrugged up and they're going, sorry, sorry, sorry. Put your hands on the wheel. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. They So they finally get through the intersection and then, and then the other person behind them was like, so over this shit because it literally was 20 seconds of me at the stop sign 
telling them <laughs> to go long. and no one would go. That's too long. There is a oh there's a pileup of at least seven cars behind each of these cars. And then the person after them was like so ready to go and not a polite Minnesotan or overly polite Minnesotan that they almost ran me over because then I went through the stop sign after they passed. So it was like <laughs> this huge overly safe thing. And then I still almost get hit by a car. But yeah, it was I it, it was the most Minnesotan thing that's ever fucking happened. <laughs> there, the rules of the road, which are the person on the right at the stop sign goes first. It's like if there's a tie, person on the right goes first. Or it's whoever gets there first goes. In Minnesota, it's whoever can wave the other person on more times first within the first 20 seconds. They don't get to go first because thank God, you know. Uh, could you could you imagine if they only installed roundabouts in Minnesota? Oh. <laughs> Everyone would just be going in circles and not waiting for the other person to get out. There are, there are a couple that they've put in and people stop before they enter them. They stop fully. I'm like, there's... If there's no car, you don't have to stop. Yeah, oh, That's yeah. the point of the roundabout. Yeah. Roundabouts oh. are, is too much technology for Minnesotan drivers. It's just, yeah. All right, Nathan, I'm sorry. But I, 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 again, I had to get that off my chest because I was thinking about that in my brain. You know, uh, so. uh, You're number one, Nathan. Using the royal we when referring to yourself and your romantic partner. <laughs> Fuck you. We are so happy we do it. And no, I'm kidding. Yeah, first of all, ew. Just, just <laughs> ew. I, I hate this so much. I'm having a conversation about somebody and like, say it's about a TV show. Oh, like, oh, hey, did, did you like the Queen's Gambit? And then they chime in and say, oh, well, we didn't like the drug addiction part of it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I didn't, hey, did you watch Atlanta? Oh, we just love Donald Glover. Like, like who? I'm, I'm asking you. I, I don't want to know about the collective. Like, did you? It gets even weirder. Like, the more specific it gets, it's like, did you try that new Italian place downtown? We thought everything was over seasoned. Like, like so you're you're sharing taste buds now. I did not. I did not ask what anyone else thought. I asked what you thought. You're in a relationship, not an anarcho-syndicalist commune. Have some respect. Have some respect for your own identity. You don't need the validation of your other half before any opinion can be voiced. It's pathetic. Or wow. are you just assuming? Are you assuming that everyone in your household is going along with this? That, that your tastes and insights are so unbelievably accurate that everyone you associate with must agree with them. You narcissist. Ah. And then it gets really weird when it starts to get a little puritanical. Like, mm. the larger the family, the more I'm red flags. Yeah. Oh, 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 we don't, we don't watch Tom Hanks movies. He's too controversial. Like, <laughs> actually, actually, I apologize. That person, that person would pronounce it controversial. <laughs> yeah, so the royal we, the majestic plural. Sure. If you want to tell somebody what you feel about something, say how you feel it. You don't have to be speaking as a two-headed monster with yep. the person whose genitals you most regularly touch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we don't care for Uber Senko. It's a little childish. <laughs> <laughs> we, find, we find the ginger a bit yelly, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we find the big one. He just hates everything. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Oh man, I I think I gotta give three points all around again. These last three, I was like, you guys are all hitting the bone. Yep. That uh, the tuning fork in me that just turns on the rage. Yep. I I am <laughs> is there. Um, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Is there another uh, story that you've been waiting to tell on this podcast today? While I tally up the scores of something that has annoyed you. Oh man, I I I. I you know the the look that someone uh, now people are can go into grocery stores without masks on, and uh, there was a gentleman in there about four days ago, and he 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 looked like a you know like a high school athlete you know and like cuts his sleeves off now and coaches softball um, you know for all of his daughters you know really intense guy, <laughs> and he was walking through the grocery store with just like this like pecks out like come come and fuck with me kind of look on his face. As you know, he was like parading around the fact they didn't have a mask on and like just a scowl on his face. 
And I just, oh, I just wanted to use the pineapple in my cart to bash him over the head and like, you know, just <laughs> shove my <laughs> shove my sweet potatoes down his throat and choke him out. And just, I'm like, you, ah, oh, just that, that, I don't know, that just that feeling just made me made me very angry. And like, you are part of a society and a community here, especially in a in a dense city. So, that's that's that that was that was my heat this week. That was your heat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the scores are tallied here. Uh, Mitchell with 13 points to Nathan's 14. Oh. But somebody did say oh. what was on the post-it of wonder. I forgot about the post-it of wonder. Oh, my God. <laughs> the post-it of wonder. Oh, my God. It's bringing <laughs> it back. Five points to Nathan. Oh. Cars that don't signal. <laughs> there you go. Nathan holds out the win. Sorry, Mitch. You would have you would have been able to run away for you, yeah. but I'm sorry. Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned earlier, this in the brief moment before the Fast Five is our Uber Cinco seventh inning stretch. Uber Cinco is the proud sponsor and full-blown owner of the no-hit Sherlock softball team out of Elmhurst, Illinois. Let's see how our beloved Baker Street Sluggers did this week. clean my cleats because whoa what another w that was the no hit sherlock's nine to four win over big shoulders crossfit keeps them snuggled up tight in seconds that's right the sherlock's go to five and one and remain in second place it's not first you're not the prettiest but most do look up to you all hail Zach attack as the man nailed an in-the-park home run but back on d my man also signed sealed and delivered a gorgeous double play I don't know his salary, but someone should double it. <laughs> Michael Rigatoni Rigatano lent his delicate backspin to the pitcher's mound this week as lookout Liz used her bat and smacked a gosh dang triple. There was some confusion in the dugout as Stanger held a lesson regarding the infield fly rule, but I've been calling these games just short of a quarter century and I still don't know what it means. Well, the rule exists solely to prevent the defense from executing a double play or triple play by deliberately I don't the- care. <laughs> That'll do it for us here on the Softball Roundup. Now back to the show. Dick. And of course, we cannot leave today without the Fast Five which is my long drawn top five items I order on top of my drive through order to hold me over on the drive home. <laughs> Number five, at Taco Bell, an extra cinnamon twist mm. to give my hand something to search for while I keep my eyes on the road. You can't have just one. <laughs> All right. Number four, at Culver's, an extra small cheese curd. Yes, I know I already got cheese curd upgrade with my meal, but those are finger foods, easy to nibble while driving home. So yes, I got another order so that when I get home to actually enjoy the cheese curds alongside my <laughs> butter burger, instead of looking at the empty bag and wondering what could have been. Number three. Any Chicagoan that's ever passed a Portillo's drive-thru knows that line is always wrapped around the block. That's why I order an extra hot dog with ketchup and onion to gobble down because I got more hungry in that weight. It's just (laughs) science. Number two, while in line at Wendy's, I get an extra double stack and a four-piece nugget. All right, those little burgers might as well be a slider from White Castle. They're so little, so it's just a snack. They barely wet my whistle, and everyone knows a four-piece nugget is equivalent to taking a handful of nuts at the bar while you're waiting for your entree. Boom, a double stack and a nugget kept me calm. Now I can tear into that triple patty burger meal when I get home. (laughs) Number one. At McDonald's, make sure you get a large high C and an extra McChicken. This is on a day where I'm dehydrated, but still too depressed to drink any water to cure it. (laughs) So I will suckle down the high... So I will suckle down a high C to quench my thirst so the large Diet Coke I also got isn't touched until I sit with my meal. But of course, after you drink that high C, you're hungry. So you got to slam a McChicken to get me to my meal. And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Fresh from his most recent stint off Broadway where he played Gingy, the ginger beer addicted ginger who only cooks with ginger has been. <laughs> Mitch, bring it. Brian, you should go to places that are closer to your house, I think. Maybe I think that's what the, the issue is here. 
They're still pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and still behind the shed with old play plays and corn husking lotion has been <laughs> Nathan Henenfett. <laughs> I just I, I remember to take the hook off this time. Good job. Good job. <laughs> and I have been <laughs> That that joke is going to kill in Warren County. <laughs> oh God! And I have been brighter than as Miss Marilyn says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> and as Bisbeer always says, don't worry about the thickness of your coat. We all mature in our own time. Alvita Zane. <laughs> 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 You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.